So hello and welcome to another episode of The Point of Everything. I'm sitting here with one half of Cork Band, The Shaker Hymn, who've just released their second album, Do You Think You're Clever, on Heavy Noids Records. Yeah, bye. That's Keelan, you just heard. That's me, that's Keelan. Singer and guitarist, and the voice you're going to hear next is Robbie, the guitarist... And singer, if you want, vocalist. Yeah, yeah. I do everything, mother. He's the reliable one. He's the one. He's the one who actually sings backing vocals at the yeah. gigs. Ooh, oh, is are Ooh. other people supposed to sing? Backing yeah, we vocals? all have microphones. Oh, um, let's yeah, let's just say we all have microphones. Let's leave that. <laughs> they get used by Robbie. Oh, really? Why? Hello, it's it? great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> are, are the other guys not pulling their weight when it comes to vocals? I don't know. They're busy playing drums and bass and stuff. How would you feel if Shane, your drummer, got one of the headsets with the with the mouthpieces? Oh, like Britney Spears kind Britney of thing? Spears, yeah. I'd love it. I was trying to get him to buy an electronic drum kit, which is what he had first when we started the band today, just to see what he could do on it. Do you know what people don't do anymore is where drummers don't wear shorts anymore as well? Yeah. You, should, you should tell him to bring it back. He needs shorts and a pair of cons. Oh, and those gloves as well, you know, those drummer gloves. No. Does, he go, does he go topless drumming? No, I won't. No. no? He'd love it, though. He'd love it, yeah. He'd love it. <laughs> the attention would just be <laughs> And what about a drummer face? Oh, he's all got drummer Jordan, face. Yeah. He's, he's got, got serious drummer he's face. He's got just Shane face, and I think that's better than any drummer. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty smiley drummer as well. He enjoys it. Yeah, he really enjoys playing music, yeah. Well, that's Shane off the, off the checklist. <laughs> <laughs> now, now Who else needs a knife in their back? <laughs> so, uh, Donald's got concentrated face, if anyone wants to know. What well, you have to, to be a bassist. Yeah, I think there's like a, a role that everyone kind of fits into and bass players are, are like good posture. Um, you got to mind that back. Yeah, basses are heavier than guitars a lot of the time. Scintillating conversation, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's very handsome. He's, he also does a bit of singing. He's very good. He's a good boy. Good lad, that guy. Yeah, he's our bezzy. So congrats on the new album. Are you pleased with how it's turned out? Are you finally glad to have it out in the world? Yeah, I'm glad because we finished it like pretty much last summer. We finished the recording. Uh, Would you say last summer? No, October, November. Oh, yeah. Still, that feels like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and we did it with Brendan Fennessy, who plays drums at O Emperor, and he had produced some of the O Emperor stuff and a couple of other things that we had heard. So he was just kind of getting better and better. So we we did it pretty quickly with him. We did like a week and then another week. Um, and yeah, it's been done for a while. We've just been kind of going through all the bits and pieces with it. from studio to little piece of cardboard and a cd you yeah know, takes a while emails boring stuff like that but yes very happy with it it's like happier than i would have expected to be with it oh, yeah i think it sounds great so yeah I'm were you happier than you expected to be just, with i just what i meant to say is i came out sounding better than i thought it was going to come out like you know in your head you have a picture of like okay that's going to sound like this and that song's going to sound like this and then we finished like oh it's <laughs> way better than I thought it was going to sound cool it's way better than what I had in my head yeah so if it had come out what I thought it was going to sound like I would have been happy but it actually came out better just like, in terms of the sound rather than the actual or like, like you what, know what, what ye the performance record. let's say or the production or you know all the bits that we, you know all the little pieces just put together it sounded like great so, yeah. is that all just down to um, Brendan's work uh, it's definitely beneficial I think to have that impartial person yeah. in the room calling some shots and giving you advice from a, an impartial point of view like the first album was done with all four of us and kind of me more so calling like a lot of shots because I was doing the, I was doing the producing and engineering and stuff and I would have done a lot of that on my own at home like without 
other people being there in the band. So it gets kind so of nullified. It, it was all kind of like um, what I thought would sound good, let's say. And not that it didn't sound good, it's just it just sounded that way. And then when you bring in like someone else for the next album, you get their side of things, which is totally fresh. Because, you know, I haven't been hanging out with Brendan for the last 15 years, but I've been hanging out with those guys for the last 15 years. And well, that's a cool, yeah, I would have never thought to do that. Or, you know, he might come up with a nice idea for like a little lick or something. It's kind of... Fr- uh, so like it's a refreshing sounding album to me because there's lots of stuff on there that we would never come up with. Like for whatever. It's nice to know that you're just playing the music as well and someone else is going to do like kind of shit to say, but the kind of stressful stuff of like actually tweaking stuff and that can kind of, when you just want to put music down, that can kind of be a little bit tedious. So it's nice that someone else is doing it and you're just focusing on making something sound cool like doing it yourself is great because you know you've got all this freedom and stuff and there's no real financial constraint but then the downside of that is the kind of stressful nature of like producing and playing you know and writing and rehearsing and doing everything you know that that takes up a lot of time and uh, mental space in your own head so so the first album was just you guys yeah 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 and uh, so mixed by someone else but like produced and recorded by us like and like, was it difficult in the second album, like someone else? Well, first of all, did you go into the studio with the songs fully formed? And like, was he saying, no, try something else? No, no, they, the were time? Pretty, they were pretty much there, you know, 90, 90%, 95% there. Rehearsed, well rehearsed. We'd do them and uh, he would say, yeah, that's cool. Or we'd say, what do you think about these two ideas? Which one do you think? And he'd, he'd pick and that's what a producer does. Like they kind of give their input like. So it's it's definitely refreshing to have that, and it takes the pressure off, and it's also a good uh, you know referee between the band. Yeah, those are those are a couple of times of like two 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 people think it should go like this, two people should think, and you're like ah, oh. and you just say right, Brendan, Brendan gets you the call decision. the shot here, and we'll go whatever you say. That's kind of generally what producers are kind of doing a lot of the time. So so you kind of handled the main the main recording the last time, was it, Robbie? Yeah, and so like, were you happy to kind of just take a did not a back seat, I guess, but like kind of let someone else oh, drive it. More than happy, more than happy. Yeah, the first one took it out of me, and uh, not that I'm like an accomplished producer, engineer, or anything, but it just takes a lot of effort to like to record and play, and then you have to be there for like recording everyone else, and you have to do everything. You have to do a lot of work, and it was definitely like it was it was a great experience, and I, I would definitely do it again, but it was nice to just do something different for the second one. Like I, you know, if we'd done it the same way. As the first one, it might just end up kind of being like a replica of the first one. So it was nice to just have a different approach. And, you know, who knows about the next album, what we'll do. But Robbie's a really good producer. He's just putting himself down. Yeah. Yes. You're putting yourself on the market after the tour, Robbie, you know. He did the, what album? Did John Black album? Did the he do solo that? solo one, yeah. Yeah, he did the solo John Black album. Very good. Pretty good sounding, I yeah, think. Yeah, really nice. Guys. <laughs> Available <Stop> for work. <laughs> we'll, we'll put your phone number at the end of the episode. Um, so when were the songs recorded? You you released uh, the first album, um, Rascal's Boutique. Uh, Rascal's Antique. Rascal's Antique. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah, like Paul's Paul's Boutique, <laughs> the Beastie Boys album. Um, that can be the name of the third album. Yeah, was just, yeah. Rascal's Boutique. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Uh, Owen's Boutique. <laughs> <laughs> um, you released that in twenty fourteen. Uh, yeah, like early, like rent May June. Yeah. So like was it um was was it kind of some songs were recorded while you were on the road while you were touring or something for and this album? Yeah. <clears throat> we were we kind of demoed things a little bit but we definitely took a bit of a break and 
me and Robbie kind of worked on stuff. Me and Robbie kind of lived, like we didn't live together, but we would have been almost living together at one stage after the, the first album was out. So we were kind of just, yeah, that was a good crack, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, and there was like a piano in the front room. So it was just very easy to get a lot of work. Hole in the Head, Trophy Child, all that got written in that house. And it was like a lovely summer. It was very warm. Oh, class. So we were getting a lot done, just hanging out. In the morning and we'd be in the kitchen. We'd high five. We'd like, hey, <laughs> let's write a tune. Jump in the air, have the yeah, coffee pot on. Is, is that just natural, though, that like such close proximity, you're going to be creative together? Like, yeah, I mean, like, does it last or is it just like, you know, a very short period before you kind of get a little tired or you get a little not lazy but a little stale or something maybe i know i find the more we're like just together doing stuff like we'll probably end up writing stuff because we've got like 10 like six weeks of touring and just because we'll end up hanging around with each other a lot more whereas the last couple of months have there's not been guitars lying around there's been laptops and stuff like that like just doing that kind of stuff the, the first thing. album was written when we were just touring in america pretty much most of the songs would have been written in yeah, three months where we had nothing else to do but concentrate on playing hanging around together. like like when I was living with Keelan sort of for a while, it was it was a lot easier to get together and like, oh, here, look, I got a couple of cards here and bash ideas off each other. No, it's like you got to ring them up. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, you know, I've got to put on some hip hop gig in minus or something. <laughs> so it's harder to just get physically get together. Whereas when you're kind of in the same building, it's like, oh, do you have five minutes? I've got these cards. It's like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. I physically just, get together with you anytime. Just, yeah, boy. <laughs> it, is that kind of why you hear so many bands just kind of be like, you know, like uh, it's the first album and then it's a difficult second album because there's so much more that they're kind of doing. Yeah, most of those bands actually make money on their first album though, and then they like <laughs> yeah. do, they move away from each other. I don't know about that second difficult second album. I think, I think the the difficult second album phrase comes from uh, like back in the day when like bands were signed, had their first album, but they've been writing that first album all their lives. You know, let's say the album came out when they were twenty one. Don't know for whatever band pick band A, and their first album was released when they were twenty one. They were probably playing together since they were about sixteen, seventeen, and they had like five years to write as many tunes as they want and handpick. And then they got to release the second album within like two years. It's like, oh, I got to write an album's worth of two years though, pressure, mm. you know. And you don't have five years worth of like time to make a quality album. You know, also, we do everything ourselves, which means there's no pressure on us. Like at, when we released the first album, we kind of like not not to a very heavy extent, but we we're like waiting on people like kind of label people that took like slight interest. And we held off because maybe something might come up with them. And then nothing did and we released it ourselves. And now it's like, well, kind of like, fuck waiting around for anybody else to, to approve Can I like anything? swearing shit on this? Is that cool? Yeah, I just did you, it. You just have. <laughs> you did it first and now I'm kind of holding back off. Yeah, no, I'll stop cursing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very rude. It's rated it 18. It doesn't come across it well when you're saying XXX. Um, F waiting around for people, let's say. Um, so we're not like... and. If you would give me a choice now of that, I probably would just keep doing things ourselves because it's far more exciting. And yeah, it's just more exciting. It's a cutscene now and then it goes to you just covering money like down the road with a <laughs> record contract and like bitches everywhere and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying this because there's no offers on the table. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like this one, this album came out this week because not because we were like, you have to have an album out in April. It was like, we were just ready to do it because there was no pressure and we had the songs. Like, oh, cool, let's do another yeah. album. You didn't think of like hawking it around to the record Tried, labels. yeah. Don't, don't don't get me wrong. We tried this one, yeah. But you know, what, who have you been talking to? <laughs> I do a lot of shit. You don't know, <laughs> I thought we were just all going on our own, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, everyone tries, but there's only so long. You you know, you got There's got to be a cutoff point to where you're like, okay, let's cut our losses here and 
Let's do oh, it ourselves. I know what you're like, talking about, yeah. There was, that we had, like, this album, it's just 10 songs we actually recorded in kind of batches of five. So there's two batches of five. And after the first batch of five, we were like, let's ship out these five tunes to people. Give that a couple of months, see what happens, see if anything comes back. And, you know, there was nothing successful. So it was like, right, let's finish the other five and put it out ourselves. Because you can't, you can't wait around forever. I like, I prefer doing, I mean, I don't know any other way, I guess, but just being able to do everything. We do a lot of videos videos ourselves now, and it's like, I mean, the idea of like, oh God, we've got to do this video, we've got four hours, it's a bit stressful, but you actually just have a load of, it's just like practicing with we your have, friends. We, we have everything down to a kind of a, a nice lowercase T, let's say. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're very relaxed about getting stuff done. But like, um, Brendan, who recorded the album with, he's in No Emperor, and like, they were signed by Universal, yeah, wasn't yeah, it, a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah. So he must have like, giving you advice or giving you warnings or something as well down the road and you don't have to put words in in his mouth or anything but no. like yeah um, but even like the, i think they were they're on universal ireland and they're not the only ones i've met i know a lot of people who've been on kind of irish labels or like major labels and it's not gone well for them and it doesn't it just doesn't seem like it seems more stressful than it's worth and i don't know there's like all these irish bands i guess that do really well in ireland and that's cool, but you can kind of do that yourself anyway. You know, it's a small place and you kind of meet these people just by playing music. That's the nature of what you're doing when you're playing shows. I guess it's just like nice to maybe get a bit of an injection of cash. Oh, totally. Yeah, like, totally. Or, you know, the organization of everything taken away from you and let everyone else, someone else do it. Like, that's the idea. You know, you just, then your job is just write the music and play the music. You know, you don't have to like gather the funds Hire a producer, Write hire the a studio. Music, sing the theme tune. All that stuff. Like that's what that's the beauty of a record label. Like, and they'll print up your album and distribute it and do all the promo and all that stuff. That's what's great about it. Then the flip side is they're keeping a load of cash. Like, and in many ways, I don't think me and Robbie could let other people do that. Speak for yourself, boy. You definitely <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> let other people make some decisions. Not you in here, you big flake. <laughs> um, no, I don't think we could. Like, I I really enjoy it. It's just like running your own like stuff your own little business with your with your best buds yeah. <laughs> lifetime friends <laughs> so like you guys have kind of been around for a while just like in your various guises like keelan as a promoter and uh robbie like playing with the rat john black and the rats mm. and uh another couple of things as well i guess like he kind of surprised or anything about kind of the lack of money that's actually around the irish music industry is that too big a question? That's a question I'm gonna have to mull like, over is, for are now. You just, are you very realistic about it? Yeah, I think I you have to be. I've 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 learned maybe in the last couple of years, maybe since we brought out the first record, that I guess I, the thing that I find like very like what's the word a dichotomy? I guess is that in one aspect, some of the like most successful artists in the world right now in music and in other things are Irish, and and that's something we're like really proud of as a nation. Like Hosier is a big deal. Um, like I don't know Saoirse Ronan is like one of the biggest actors in the world like Codaline Codaline are big for whatever reason your best buds Rob yeah so there's really big like Irish acts and and the thing that we seem to be proud of isn't really like their content as a, as a like a, a group of people Irish people aren't like proud of the content it's more that we're proud that like they're big in America which is a, a weird thing you know like we pay attention to the kind of acts or whatever that get big like I kind of notice it a bit where girl band which is when they started like they were just around for ages doing loads of cool stuff it was when other people started to pay them attention that irish press and stuff started paying them attention 
which is fine like i guess that's just the way it is but it's kind of weird like i don't the flip side then is that if if we're still ma- if if bands and musicians are making all of that great music why it's not supported like by like major radio stations and stuff like that like why what is what are we waiting for if we're not promoting those great musicians at grassroots level and waiting for them to get big so i think that's a bit of a weird thing to happen but at the same time i think it is kind of happening it's slowly changing a bit um you'd notice irish radio play yeah i mean radio play is going to be the last thing to change i guess but there is a bit more like pride in grassroots level kind of music that's happening now than let's say couple of years ago some of the bigger pop bands you know they're like coronas and all that stuff would really only do well in ireland and there's kind of like a little route that people would take um so that's a bit weird because it's kind of self-contained whatever yeah back, back to the original kind of question about like kind of remember what it was but uh like being a small band in ireland it's probably a lot easier to survive than being like a small band in england maybe would you say yeah, just I financially know. i think like it's easier to get a gig here and get relatively well paid, let's say, and like make it viable. Then, like if you were in an indie band in the UK, so the money over there generally isn't great for like gigs and stuff. And you're yeah. such a, you're such a tiny fish in a gigantic There's that pond as well. As well. Yeah. Whereas this place is tiny, and you know, all you have to be is somewhat decent to actually, you know. I don't know why, but my like idea of UK bands though is like everyone sounds a bit like Arctic Monkeys, like huh. ten years later. So like my can you blame them? Yeah, it's, you know. <laughs> but my perception of what actually happens in England is probably vastly different from what the reality is we would only what know what do you think happens in england hmm? what do you think happens in england i just know everyone's just going out with cape mass <laughs> so <laughs> you think it's like the big time like no 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 like hanging out with pete doherty yeah yeah, yeah like my th- my idea <laughs> my idea comes from like magazines or i don't know 16 you know yeah of know. what the uk music scene is so i have no idea have you guys done a uk tour we've been over there a couple of times like oh, london and it's going different guises it's in the pipeline but, yeah, we'll uh, probably be there sometime during the Hopefully summer. before the year's out, hopefully. Uh, how how does uh, an Irish band go about organising a UK tour? Is it just like you've made friends along the way sort of thing and you kind of just look at the map? It's, I think that's the best way to do it. The other way is like to do the internet scouting and really that just leaves a lot of room for some like kind of... Dickheads to take advantage of you. Yeah, and Boom. like, I don't know. I don't want to... Like, it's a contact thing, I'd say. Like, you've made contacts in England... And uh, that's probably how we're going to go about it, because that's that's more of a unique relationship than going online and sending an email to yeah. a venue. Like, you know who you're talking to, and you know, like, oh, these guys are really nice. I've I met them before, and they do cool gigs in some part of the country or whatever. So that's like it's just much more relaxing to talk to one or two people that you you know and you kind of trust, and maybe if they're going to come over to Ireland, you can kind of give them a hand. I suppose the proper way to do it would be, you know, get a booking agent over there that has heard you or you've been in touch with them and they like your stuff then they'll do the work for you same over here you know if yeah. you get a nice booking agent here they'll book you a nice tour and if they like your stuff we have a nice booking agent yeah he's lovely he's lovely yeah, yeah. do you want to give him a shout out shout out to Brian <laughs> came all the way to Connolly's to see us last night yeah, he's a good genuinely warmed by it I, I was uh, just about to ask you about it's the first gig of your tour Connolly's uh, you, you've kind of played there before a couple of years ago didn't did you no we just the very almost one of the first things we did when we kind of got our stuff together to be the shaker him and we had recorded some music was we went down there with brendan canty and we did a live video and that, uh, it, it wasn't open In before hosier yeah 
We got him for we got him on the free back then. Um, we made Hosier what he is really. <laughs> we made Brendan what he made Hosier. Yeah, so you know, money or something. <laughs> and and like you know, then you made Brendan make uh, uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah, we're pretty much. We're, so I'd like, beat Conor McGregor in a fight. That's tickets. what I'm saying. Tickets to Nate the Diaz, Los come Vegas. on, that guy's a joke. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I've never watched Conor McGregor fight. Uh, so Connolly's. Oh yeah. Sorry. I was. I just got reminded that I got punched in a bar about <laughs> <laughs> about um, I don't know three weeks ago or something. The week four Friday. I got like it was just one of those situations where um, we get back so, to Connolly's in a minute. Hold on, yeah, this yeah, is a great story. Some <laughs> some guy really like picked on some friends of mine and and then girls. Girls, you know, but I'm not going to get into what happened. Anyway, he just was an asshole, and and we kind of ha- we kind of told him to just like piss off or whatever. And he just punched me in the head, and a kind of a bit of a fight broke out. And uh, I tried not to fight him back by just being like I didn't fight him back. I just got punched in the head a couple of times. But I realized after everything had settled down that Robbie had just been standing in the bar shouting UFC <laughs> UFC while I was getting my head bathed in by some. Oh, what a good friend! <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I don't think good. he realized it was me. Uh, sure. <laughs> is, is that what you do, Robbie? You like walk around town late at night and you see all these fights breaking out outside, only yeah, Keelan's outside hillbillies or something, and you just start chanting UFC. I don't know if my mum would be very proud of me telling stories about me getting punched in bars. I don't know, stand, standing up for your friends. It was a one-off. I don't get like Batman or something. Without this, Batman sexy definitely doesn't get his head kicked in. You know, um, I didn't get my head kicked in. It was just, it was a bit embarrassing though. Anyway, Connie, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, what was the question about Connie's? <laughs> How did the first gig go? Yeah. The first gig of the tour. It was nice. Have you been to Connolly's? I have. Um, I went years and years ago. I haven't been since it's been revamped. It's really, it's just so special. It's a cool place. And there's some really, like Sam McNichol is down there and there's like a good team of people that really changes what the gig is when you kind of go in and they're just really welcoming. They make you dinner. Sound is amazing. Oh, really? They've got an amazing... Eden Ray, another shout out to a golden god. Um, yeah, everything's just really easy down there. And it's kind of, it's a bit in the middle of nowhere. So t- it takes work and effort to get there. And that like adds to the night that people have. So yeah, it was really nice. I was glad that we played there first. Um, I had a nice time. Did you have a nice time? I had a nice time. Yeah, it was good. It was the first time we had really played that full set. And we had Rory McCarthy who's playing piano with us. Yeah, and we're just getting ah. the wheel oiled up and uh, it should be nicely oiled in the next week or so yeah check us out April 22nd Collins yeah. do you want to do the tour dates now um, do we or we leave them at the end of the at the end of the podcast yeah. what if I kind of like try to sneak them in as we go along yeah kind of like uh, <laughs> that'll require a lot of dedicated listening you know like sitting yeah, it's on listening to this like. and taking your notes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You might not know. You might think I'm just being coding. Okay, coded. if if you don't if you don't manage, no, I'm bored of talking in. about tour dates. This, this is fun. <laughs> Whatever we're talking about, UFC or something. Yeah, let's go back to yeah, UFC. Yeah. My favorite fighter is <laughs> Roshin Dove <laughs> in Galway. <laughs> Next Thursday. Does that make sense? She's is that not as good as Kenny's from <laughs> Lahinj. Yeah, no, Kenny Kenny's is a, a prize fighter in Lahinj. April right. April eighth. <laughs> is this is this where you know the interviewer is just constantly supposed to be? So do you think you're clever? Something like oh that? yeah yeah oh, this is yeah we haven't got that question yet. Oh yeah, cool. it'll be like um do you know that James Murphy from LCD thing where he always says that like for years he was asked like so did Daft Punk actually play at your house? He's like <laughs> obviously not. Oh, God, we're setting ourselves up for a do you think you're clever? Thing. Um, 
It sounds like a kind of a cork line. It is, yeah. We're yeah. from Cork. Did I tell you? Do you oh. think you're clever? <laughs> Do you think you're clever? Like, yeah, it's, there should have been like at the end of it. <laughs> to cork this cross the line, then I've been just too. Me and Robbie for ages. Well, for like a week, I didn't want there to be a question mark because I thought it would be. I thought it meant. I don't know. I thought it meant something different without the question mark. What do you think? Uh, I, I can see where you're coming from. I think that this is where, like, all of the little bits of putting an album together can really get on top of you. The name, like, we had an argument over, like, a question mark on the fucking... Yeah, because I thought... Like, well, I'm a sub-editor, so punctuation <laughs> is, is my <laughs> exactly, life. Yeah. But I just thought, yeah, but it was like, that's important. If you notice the question marks out there, that's like, okay, it, they're not really asking me if I'm clever. They're telling me to... It's a rhetorical off. question. It's a no, question. it's not a rhetorical question. It's more of a statement. Let's move it's on. I'm not arguing about this again. <laughs> anyway, do we think we're clever, Caitlin? I think we're clever. I think you are clever. Yeah, boy. It's a lot more um, brass and strings on the album. How did that come about? Particularly uh, the fourth sound. Hole in the head. Yeah. Hole in the head has some great brass at the end. Yeah. Some great trumpet. I just felt it kind of needed. Yeah, you did that without telling anybody, and then I listened back. It was beautiful. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we've got um, um, the trombone player is playing with Blur now. Or did did in the last story? Yeah. See, we made Hosier what he is, and we made we Blur made what they are. <laughs> <laughs> At least the reformed Blur, you know, the fatter, older, more farmer version. <laughs> you have got a big problem with Dave Roundtree these days, don't you? Is he the, the he's guy with the floppy mop black hair? Is he the cheese? Hey, no, that's Alex. The cheese. Alex James. Oh. I can't remember if they're all the same. God, imagine what we'll be doing um, cheese farmers. The brass is nice, yeah, I just felt it kind of needed it. And we didn't do brass in the last album, and not that I regretted it, but it was an afterthought. And I was like, oh, that's a shame that we never thought about that. So I made a point, like, right, next album we're going to stick brass somewhere, regardless of whether or not it's Do- Donald <laughs> plays trumpet as well, so it's nice to get him. Yeah, Donald, bass player, piped in with some trumpet, which is cool. So there's a bit of trumpet, trombone, sax, yeah. Just kind of freshens things up a little bit. Different kind of sound, different flavors, you know, and it kind of, it's a not just another step up, I think, in kind of like maturity or, you know, just another dynamic in comparison to the last album. And what about the strings then? The strings are written by Phil Christie, who's also uh-huh. in Oemper and The Bank, which is his new thing. There's just a couple of songs that needs, they're like, we, we couldn't put them out without strings. I don't ever want to see the world. Some of the kind of slower ones, I guess. Um, Hole in the Head has some strings on it. I don't know, I got a bit of a, um, I don't know, kind of George Harrison vibe off them or something. Or Strings are great. Strings make everything sound better in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, you can overdo it, but not really. I mean, like we would have put it on more tracks. Strings it, it, are like, they lift, they kind of lift you, uh, like when you're listening to something live with strings, when they come in, it just like lifts you up, I think. It really elevates everything. Yeah, I, d- I did think of um, Lash Shadow Puppets a couple of times when I was listening to... get that a lot. Yeah, I get that album. a lot. And I've never listened to that album. It's meant to be like... I felt... Really oh, cool. the, the first album is really, really good. I listened yeah. to the new album New once. one was out yesterday or something, was it? Or? Yeah, yeah. It was up, so, I, so I just listened to it on Spotify when I, when I saw that it was up there. And it's okay. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a bit yeah. more Miles Caney than... Oh, Alex Turner. Such a, Alex he's such Turner. a tool as well. Yeah, did you read that weird interview with, with him in Spin? Spin? Yeah. yeah. What's that weird? Oh, he did a creepy thing and it really put me off them. He was he was making a pass at the female interviewer. Yeah, I think he probably thinks he's a lot better than he is. Yeah, yeah. like all of the reviews are really kind of scathing, like just basically saying it's Alex Turner plus, you know, sure. friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's the bigger name, so yeah. I have, or at least downloaded, uh, that one of Alex, uh, Miles Kane's albums, solo albums. It's all right. I kind of liked it because it's, it's that pure kind of guitar, vibe, yeah. indie pop thing that I kind of like I don't know I just had, don't, I don't think he's ever I written a song like a proper 
song that everyone gets on board with. Mm. He's never written I Bet You Look Good in the Dance Floor. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first album's meant to be great and we get that comparison a lot. Like, Especially now because I play acoustic guitar live so it's a bit more of that kind of 60s Scott Walker vibe to it when we're playing live. Um, and with the piano as well. So it's kind of definitely live we get the Shadow Puppets kind of reference a bit more. You guys mentioned earlier the US tour that you were on in 2012, I think it was, with Ch- Chelsea Crow, mm-hmm. yeah. wasn't it? Do you want to talk about a little bit more about that? Just explain it to the listener. Yeah. Like with, it wasn't with uh, Shaker Him, was it? It was like in Chelsea's band. No. So what happened was we were kind of, I would say we were nearly kind of almost giving up on playing music together. Bored of each other. <clears throat> yeah. It was like 2000. We had been playing since we were like 16, 15 or 16 five or something like that <coughs> and we were just playing lots of gigs that were like it didn't feel like we were doing anything or going anywhere and the songs i don't know i don't know how you feel but the songs were just a bit like yeah we can do this you know um but it didn't feel exciting or we weren't like learning anything um wasn't we, going anywhere yeah i wasn't going anywhere i guess so we changed their name <coughs> so we well, what were you called that's a that's not, not important there was ah. loads of things circus cat what was the very first thing circus we had? cat yeah that was the first one no, there was like a really weird crap name, like Relapse or something. Yeah, but we were like 15. Anyway, anyway we had loads yeah, of different disguises. It was like we we were only talking about the... No, I'll stick with the American thing. Um, what happened was my mom was running a, like a little bar in the middle of nowhere in Limerick. <laughs> and uh, Colin O'Hurley, who's a friend of ours, he was on tour with Chelsea doing a little Irish thing. And they had a night off and I was like, do you want to come and play my mom's kind of weird bar in Limerick, just in the middle of nowhere? And they were up for it. And um, we just had a bit of a night, you know, a bit of a session night. Came good friends at, with Chelsea and Colm. We didn't really know Colm as well that, at that mm. stage. We just had a bit of a party and Chelsea literally just invited us like the next day. She was like, you should come on tour in the States. I was like, yeah, bye, I'll do that. There's no problem. Uh, she was throwing, oh yeah, we're playing South by this year. You want to come over? I was like, yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll do that. So we kind of went over as like her support band, but then also we would play in, Robbie played guitar and I would kind of sing some covers with her and we just kind of had a bit of crack and Chelsea was touring her album. So we did about three months and... Two, I think, yeah. Two months. And then me and Robbie were kind of writing new stuff that was maybe a little bit more influenced by what we were listening to while we were on the road. So we were listening to like a lot of Deer Tick, um... Ty Seagal was on the last. None of it actually sounds like that. It's just no, yeah. but it, like we were listening to it, and I we were taking it in. Who older stuff like Guy Clark and I was listening to Mick Flannery's new album. At the you time, were so mad yeah. into Mick Flannery's yeah. new album. Towns Van Zandt. We listened to a lot of that. Um, Proper Americana type, yeah, type stuff. Mm. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. Um, it they, sounds like it's almost really kind of a romantic notion of kind of touring that you did. In hindsight, it was. It yeah. was yeah. At the time, at the we time were about to kill each other. Yeah. Oh, really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know. we were doing it on like a shoestring. This interview is way too long as it is. I just want to leave. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we were doing it on like an absolute shoestring, so it was difficult. And we also didn't yeah. know anything about where we were going. We were playing like a lot of southern. We did fifteen states, states in two months, like which was a lot for anyone. Yeah. On you know in a van. We were in New York and we were literally so broke that we couldn't like afford to do anything. I think the only like tourist thing we did was we had a week in New York. That's a lot of time. Like yeah, with no not, money. Yeah. We played like Arlene's Grocery, which is cool because that's like a thing that you, when I was younger, I'd read about Arlene's Grocery. I wanted to play there and then 
I could barely eat that week. <laughs> it was funny. No, it was cool. I'd do it all again. Although I do remember saying I'd never do it again. But you I'd were going to leave again. halfway through. As well. I, yeah, that was different. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Does it? Does it? <laughs> does that just make you uh, realize just how small everything else is in comparison to America? Like, yeah, like you can like, just stay on the road in America forever. God. Like, kind of got used to, like, six and seven-hour seven hour road trips and was like, oh, I will never complain about having to drive to Dublin ever again. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, wow. But, yeah. uh... Even people yeah. coming down to Lep last night were like, it's a long drive. I was like, it's, like, it's, man, it's nah, two nah, minutes nah, down the road. You haven't seen, you weren't there, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great fun. The weather was amazing. And we, like, you are you know, so Irish. We were all the way... The weather was amazing. It was, like, not like... Yeah, it was good. We crack. were all the way, like, down in Texas, all the way up to Ohio. Yeah. To we had a Washington. funny time and we went to... Chelsea's album is called Crystal City. Mm-hmm. So we went to visit Crystal City, which is actually just... Practically Mexico. It's Yeah, it's like pretty much 20 minutes, maybe half an hour from the Mexican prisons, border. Prisons It was everywhere. literally oh, the scariest place. Not, it was, not no, cool. it was right in between two prisons. And we stayed in this B&B. Motel, don't Motel, glamorize yeah. it. B&B. Uh, I went out to check out the swimming pool and just I saw like 10 guys sitting around the pool and I was like, right, let's get in the room and just never leave. They scared <laughs> the shit out of me. It was proper movie shit. And, um, uh, yeah. great, we had a great time though. No, no dead bodies floating in the pool. Not, I didn't have long, I think we got I, out just in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could have filled that pool. <laughs> um, this isn't racism, is it? It was just an honest account of... You just think Texans and Mexico people. Mexicans? <laughs> <Yeah>. Mexicans? <laughs> I've been listening to too much so Trump that. for the last couple of yeah. weeks. So, uh, so you guys went to South by Southwest as well, did you? Yes. Yeah, that was great. It was also Paddy's week. It was, it was Paddy's, Paddy's week. Day, we like, were yeah, Irish, yeah. so that was stupid. Green Beards. Obviously not as good as you think it is. No. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I had a... It was your birthday as well for a while. We were in New your Orleans for, for my week. birthday. Oh, they do a cool thing in New Orleans where they, you pin a dollar on your chest. I think it's... No, people I, paying a dollar on your chest if it's your birthday, even strangers. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're in a bar, it's someone's birthday, you pin a dollar on them. So, it was Keelan's birthday for about a week there in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, That's I how he survived that week. Yeah, we literally got by on it being my birthday. I... Woke up one morning and it was you made everyone sing to me in the bar that Sweet. night. That was really sweet. And I woke up and I just like I had no memory of the night before, but I had like a hundred dollars pinned to my chest. Oh, I was like, oh, was sweet. During, we, um, we can eat today. Like French Quarter Fest as well, oh, yeah, which is yeah, like yeah. a really cool French Cajun type festival thing. Oh yeah, we were like busking all. And we stayed in that balcony where is it DiCaprio <sighs> and someone else was showing a. Remember that video that was knocking around the internet years ago of like. Who's your man that's it's got Brad the... Pitt. Brad Pitt. And Jonah Hill. And they were throwing a baseball across their apartments in uh, yeah. New Orleans. Have you ever seen that video? I don't think so. That's our friend yeah. Lisa's um, Anyway, we balcony. stayed... Yeah, our friend oh, right. had a, that apartment in. That was cool. Yeah. We, we'd be like falling asleep on the balcony and you'd, in the morning you'd hear uh, the tourist, uh, like the horse and cart tourist, and we're like, this is Brad Pitt yeah. and Angelina <laughs> Jolie. And you're like, oh, good. You wake up at $100 pinned to your chest like, what do they do? Bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it was just a weird time. It's cool. So like that tour kind of rejuvenated kind of year. Yeah, we came back with, with like m- more than 10 and songs and ideas. And, and yeah. um, I guess the guys were, they were just at home and they were a little bit like jealous that we had just been having the best time ever. So we were like, let's go do this and play them new songs. And we were, we and Robbie were like, let's just do an album straight away. We had the album recorded a year then after that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And Robbie did all the hard work, all the producing. Yeah. And now here we are. Here we, yeah, are. Here we are. In your lovely abode. <laughs> what about after the album came out? Did did was it just kind of touring again, just kind of like experiencing what it's like to actually have an album to your name? Yeah, I guess like we had to learn how to do everything because because we had to do everything ourselves. So 
even just like learning who to talk to about like PR and learn how to distribute it. We didn't know how to do that. So we booking, were learning as we went gigs, along. Like, booking gigs, yeah. Like we didn't have a booking agent for the first time, so we were just doing everything our, ourselves. And yeah, it was a little, uh, I don't know, it was a bit difficult, but it was kind of, you have to figure that stuff out yourself. Otherwise, you can't just ask everyone else to do your stuff for you. So yeah, we were putting the album out and we were figuring out how to do like mastering Rory and or Flaherty mastered both the albums. So we just had to figure all the stuff out that we'd never done before and didn't really understand and teach ourselves. If you want the rainbow, you've got to put up with the rain. Guess what philosopher said that? Dolly Parton. <laughs> people say she's just a big bag of tits. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Robbie love the office as well. Wow, quoting Dolly Parton. Yeah, David Brent does a Dolly Parton moment. It's the last quote of the last series. This is the last episode. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) So, what else will we talk about? You put out a record store day release, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. A a single a couple of years ago. That was just like, if you're, I don't know, if you're like growing up collecting records and you're in a band, like there's a part of you that just wants to get your music on a record and like see the needle drop and just hear you and your friends come out of the speakers. That's really cool. So we, maybe that was, didn't make any financial sense. It was just like, we just wanted to put out a record and do it ourselves. And does the financial sense aspect of it, is that why you haven't, why you're only releasing the album on CD this time? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Like, like people don't even really buy CDs. It's more like a placeholder, but like everything's online, but you can't just, you're not going to release it. The cost of getting online. a vinyl done is like exponentially bigger if you're going to yeah. do a CD as well, like. Like you looked into it? I, I know from, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of know all these figures off my head. I, I don't know. I feel like there's certain types of things that work well on record as well. Now, nowadays, you can kind of like, everything used to come out on record, obviously. But now there's like certain types of albums that are real album albums. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like maybe we're not, this album isn't something that you're like flip A side to B side and it's really important that it's on record. It's The songs are quite like individual, but they're also like part of a, part of it don't get me wrong like we would have put it out on vinyl but like it's a it's a very kind of a record label thing to do because they have the money to inject in to do it you'll probably make it back eventually but when you're a small band like us it's just not doesn't make sense like Mm. you know we're not wading through cash at the moment like so it's at the moment yeah (laughs) (laughs) and any money we kind of do bring in it kind of goes straight back out into you know investment type stuff like you know whatever PR or paying for recording or whatever um, but just putting stuff out in vinyl just is kind of bottom of the list in terms of what needs to be done yeah I'd rather record more music as soon as we can after this than spend that money on a, and putting it on rec- this one on record you know is that what the plan is next just to kind of record another few songs or something we'll or are get, you just kind of relaxing say we'll get started next year January I'd say we'll tour for the rest of the year. Don't you wink at me like that. We'll have some stuff out as soon as possible. We've we got to write, like, we've got stuff, but there's no rush either. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd rather give this kind of thing its own time and chance. Yeah, that's, and the, that's the one thing you have to, like, make sure that this gets its amount of time that it's worth, you know. So at least up till Christmas and then start writing and recording or whatever. But because we don't, like, have a label, I think uh, a clever thing to do that we try to do is content is, is your best way of... Um, being around a lot so keeping yourselves fresh is like instead of i don't know you're not going to pay people for putting ads in magazines or anything like that but just having new music out there is exciting enough for people to to kind of keep Keep clued into what you're doing public eye is kind of like the best way of keeping yourself like fresh and we've got songs to go 
Do you want to talk about some hip hop or something? Or? Well, can we teach Robbie about hip hop? This is my favorite thing to do. Go on, five minutes of hip hop with, with Keelan and Robbie. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Okay, can we quiz him? Oh, and how good are you on your hip hop? Um, I'm sketchy. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I was listening to Asap Ferg's album from 2013 yesterday, oh, yeah. just because, like, it's oh, dodgy. yeah, I meant, to, I meant to listen to that, like, when it came out. The new ASAP Rocky album. You should check that out. ASAP Rocky. Yeah. ASAP with a dollar sign. Oh, okay. It's really big. Is that sound for anything? Um, ASAP is like the crew. They're all like ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg. Oh, it's like a. How, yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. Um, do, you, do you know what Kanye's new album is called and what do you uh, think of Kanye it's West? It's called uh, TLOP, The Life uh, of Pablo. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's working. That's all I know, really. He stopped calling everything rap now, so yeah. <laughs> he knows the difference. What do you think of Kanye West? Don't really think of him. No, no one's think of him. He How goes over with uh, that friends? Kim Kardashian. You know, I heard oh, you no, say... No, I get mixed up between... I've I heard you say Kim the other day. I don't want to finish day. that sentence because it's kind of racist. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. What he, with, Robbie no. genuinely gets mixed up between Kim Kardashian and Beyonce. And... Because he's... No, it's not racist. They just are both the biggest two hip-hop stars in the world. Okay, yeah. So you get out of jail free here. <laughs> uh, what do I think about Kanye West? You know, he's got some good tunes and stuff and he's a gay fish. Names, can you name some uh, gay fish references? Yeah. He knows about <laughs> South Park. <laughs> Uh, Kanye West did Gold Digger Very right? good yeah, yeah. 15 years ago wasn't yeah, it? Yeah that's true What's the, Can you name any newer Kanye West songs? <sighs> um, no I haven't a clue Wow It's amazing to me I just asked about Kanye Because obviously he released a new album But like I've read some really interesting pieces about him Just in terms of like You know he's kind of tweaking the life of Pablo Even though it's out there in the world Like you can listen to it on Spotify and stuff Yeah I think that's cool How do you mean he's, he's tweaking it? As in like He's released it But he's not finished he's, he's yeah he's not finished it, so he changes it so what do you mean he puts it out again in about two weeks time when he's yeah well you might get you might you know there might be version one of this song version two version three version four i think that's like an interesting thing that could only happen now because you can yeah. make a song put it out online and then it's out you know and so everything you do is changing and you couldn't do that is that just digital like he's not yeah. re-releasing the hard copies of the album in two weeks no, time no no I wouldn't even say there's going to be yeah, he, copies he, of it he's not doing he, uh, he's, he, he declared that CDs are dead a couple yeah. of weeks yeah. ago yeah, fair play to him if you've got that money you don't need CDs I suppose or doesn't he have like a billion third, he also said billion. it was only going to come out in title and now it's on Spotify yeah. is he the same dude that has in debt of like billions of dollars F- 53 million that's and, not and he appealed to Mark Zuckerberg for help oh yeah okay yeah cool so did I yeah. Put it on Twitter. He didn't get back to me. Why not? But like, I I don't know. I don't I don't know why it's just uh, Kanye West who can do this. I mean, you guys can do this as well. Like, any band can just like put out a song. I mean, I guess it's not different to. Demo, but is anyone is interested it? in us doing it? Do you know what I mean? I'm sure that you have a couple of diehard fans. A well, couple. he <laughs> Kanye knows that he can do that because he can kind of do anything. Like he he pretty much saved Title with his only putting mm. it on Title. Certainly made it people more aware of it. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's interesting. Like he, according to him, he's like making a living, breathing piece of music that changes all the time. I think that's cool because uh, another, I, I live a Cahill from the Alders and Dan who plays a great balloon race, but they have a thing called Senior Infants and they are very like, they'll record something at home and then they'll put it out. And it, that's that like way that you can just go from like idea to record to put it out there is really interesting. That's probably the way people are going to re- release music. Yeah, that is next. interesting. Because you don't have to, you're not waiting on anything. You can just, you can just do it straight away. A lot of the time, when I see, particularly Irish bands doing this, I'm like, oh, why aren't you 
doing a proper promotion around it mm-hmm. you know rather yeah. you know it can just get completely lost yeah i mean if you're going to do stuff like that if you're like an irish band you should just be doing it all the time just releasing and releasing all things as much as you can yeah ash kind of did that didn't they with their a to z they did thing that a where to z it was thing. like a song every two weeks but that goes back to the kind of putting content out all the time doesn't it to keep yourself kind of keep the ball rolling all the time yeah are we talking about the same kind of yeah idea i guess here? what's yeah. cool is that you can everyone can do their own way they can come up with their own idea of mm. releasing stuff and well, do it that way whether or not anybody cares is another matter i think i guess yeah but i like, guess so i mean ash i'm pretty sure one of the letters people really cared about what was the ash thing they released like a song that started with like abc and it was like every all new album. songs all new songs yeah oh. they had one really good one something about a rabbit the um, I guess that was R. The I was going to say Jay Z there, but I meant Kanye West. Oh yeah, he's, so he's doing these tweaks every now and again, then doing different versions and putting them out. Yeah, I'd well, say he's he talking about it more than actually. I suppose doing like if it was like, you know, the Beatles, if they'd done that, I'd be like, that's really cool. Yeah, and I love you're getting it. it. So, to yeah, some people, Kanye is the Beatles. Perspectives and what you think is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's been about five minutes. Yeah, that has been. Talk. Yeah, and that what, was pretty interesting. As what well. does he think about Kendrick, though? Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, he's not he's Lamar. He's not Lamar. <laughs> yeah, that took me a while to figure I, out. I want to go through like every hip hop person and just get you like recorded just saying their name like that. Kendrick, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah. ASAP Rocky. <laughs> so what's how many people in this ASAP crew, and do they drive oh, around in a big car? Similar to the life of Pablo, it's ever changing. <laughs> yeah, it's but, it's uh, fewer than D twelve though. I think so less than, than twelve. 12. Okay, they make better music. So we're we talking D12. like four or five dudes who are just no, going no, around, like ten or eleven going around the hood, just shouting at bitches, looking. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got it. You're not, you're not too far off when it comes uh, to like Grove Street. <laughs> That's all I pictured. Like when you say crew, ASAP crew or whatever, I picture Grove Street. Guy, Is Grove Street like Grove Street in GTA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Four? You got it, guys. You didn't do a very good job of calling it, of mixing in your tour dates. Oh crap! With, right, all, with all this rap talk, just you know, go to Facebook talk. or something. What do you yeah. think so, of the new ASAP <laughs> Rocky song Collins on the twenty second of <laughs> April? So we're recording this on the Saturday. Saturday, it'll go up uh, during the week. So you'll be playing Roisin Dove in Galway on the seventh, and Kenny's on the eighth. Correct. And Collins in Cork on the twenty second, and then you have another couple as well in May. Yeah, uh, we're up the west end. I think we were in Westport and. Sligo or something or in uh, Cavan and Cavan and and Dublin and we're doing like a little tour yeah. of West Cork almost as well which is kind of cool we were talking oh, yeah. about that last night there's you can almost do a tour of mm. West Cork I think maybe Lisa O'Neill is kind of doing that thing doing like you can do Collins and Levis's in Baldihab and the Barry's and Clonic Hilton yeah. Um yeah it's cool it's really it seems like there's like a really good thing happening down West Cork your part all our tour dates are up online check us out on Facebook check us out on Twitter Robbie are we on Instagram yeah I heard a funny thing the other day if you oh crap if you can't if you don't like me at my Snapchat you can't have me at my Instagram who said that Jay Dilla or something (laughs) funny Uh, see he knows about Jay Dilla (laughs) I only found out he was dead about two weeks ago oh it's sad isn't it yeah Uh, sure this has got farcical. This is me teaching Robbie about hip hop now. It's good though. That is going to be the full podcast next week. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. So the new album, do you think you're clever? Is out now. Can you listen to it online, or is that coming? Um, no. Well, you it can listen to some of it online. Um, maybe eventually it will be online. Long story short, it'll be out in the middle of May to stream and download digitally. But if you yeah. buy it online, you get a digital download anyway. So same thing. 
So the shakerhim.com? Yep. Yeah. And all good record stores. Only the good ones. Only the good ones. Yeah. Like Plugged in Cork. We'll stop off. Yeah. The, the, who the, what's the name of the one in Douglas? Music Zone in Douglas. They're good guys. Good Shout guys. out to them. They're good guys. Um, and yeah, we'll stop by, you know, when we're in Dublin and when we're in Galway. Records, record stores there. Cool. Uh, good luck with it. Thanks very much. Thank you. Congrats and everything. Thank cool. Thanks Robbie, Keelan, thanks for doing the podcast. Thanks for having us. And yeah, there'll be another one next week. Hopefully, talk to you then. <laughs>